Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. We are on day two of the final chapter of the Gospel of John. It would be chapter 21. And yesterday, when we left our friends, they were in the boat. They were going back to what they knew. Jesus had been crucified. They watched him die. He was raised again, and he had already appeared to them twice. And yet they weren't sure what to do next. And what do you do when you don't know what to do next? You go back to what you were doing before. And so we find them all out in a boat, Simon Peter and the gang, and Peter sees the Lord on the shore. Actually, John saw him first and said it to Peter. And so Peter jumps in and Jesus says to them, bring some of the fish that you've just caught. And so they went and they dragged the net to shore. And yesterday I asked you, what was the significance of the 153 large fish. Pop quiz. Anybody have an answer? Nothing. There is no significance to the 153 fish. I was just kind of messing with you. But it also goes to show that not everything has some kind of crazy hidden meaning behind it, which is why it's it's really important to correctly exegete, which means to take apart what scripture passage actually means. A lot of people try to infer what they think it means or what they want it to mean, which is even more dangerous. So just a little fun way to say 153, not a special magical biblical number. So anyway, they bring these fish in and Jesus says, now come have breakfast. Well, he's already made the breakfast. He didn't need the fish, but he's making a point, which is what I want to get to today. So I'm picking up at verse 13. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time that Jesus had appeared to them since he had been raised from the dead. Remember, the first time was in the upper room, same day that that Mary Magdalene discovered the tomb was empty. The second time, eight days later, when doubting Thomas finally got to see him. And now this is the third time. Verse 15, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know, I love you. Now, Peter, he is a known hothead. And remember way back in the upper room when he's like, Lord, I will never deny you. I love you more than all these fools here. I'm your guy. Okay. So Jesus asked him, do you love me more than, than these? Do you love me more than these guys do? Yes, Lord. You know, I love you. I love you. Then feed my lambs. Jesus told him, Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Well, yes, Lord. Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. And a third time, he asked him again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you think Peter's getting it at this point? What's Jesus doing? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus is doing a couple of things here. First of all, where are they? They're on the beach at the Sea of Galilee. Jesus has just prepared a meal with fish he didn't need. 
he already had fish to feed his disciples, didn't need theirs. Number two, they were standing near a fire. Does anybody recall where it was that Peter denied Jesus? It was next to a campfire outside the house of the high priest to a middle schooler, a big, scary middle schooler at a bonfire. He denies Jesus. Do you think Jesus remembered? He's letting him know that he did. And how many times did Peter deny him? Three. So Jesus intentionally is asking him, Peter, do you love me? And at this point, oh, dang, Peter's got it. He's got it. He might be a little bit uh, bravose and very big in his declarations, and he may be misspoke, but he gets it. And he knows that Jesus knows, and he knows that Jesus saw him. See, what Peter has done all along in the three-year ministry of Jesus is he always was concerned about what he could bring to the table. I love you the most, Jesus. I'm going to bring you the 153 fish. I'm your right-hand man. I'm your bestie. I'm your number one guy. And Jesus says, Peter, here's what I need you to understand. It's not what you can bring to me. It's what I can do for you. It's a matter of righteousness. And here is the parallel that we need to draw from this. There is unrighteousness, and then there is self-righteousness. And Jesus would tell you that it's easier for an unrighteous person to believe him than a self-righteous person. Now, I'm going to guess that most of you, if you're taking the time to listen to me, you're really good people. You have good morals and values. You probably have a job. You probably pay your taxes. You're a good person. And what I want you to hear very clearly is that it's much more difficult for a self-righteous person to realize how much they need God. God doesn't need you to bring anything to the table. What he needs you to know is that he's already done the work for you, that it is the grace that he gives you that you need. It is harder for a self-righteous person to rely on the grace to understand how much they need Jesus than the unrighteous person. It's not your sin that's going to keep you away from Jesus. It's maybe thinking how free of sin that you might think that you are. When we all have sinned and the truth is not in us. Jesus said it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And he's not only talking about money. He's talking about people who are rich in morals, who are rich in um, being a good person, people who are doing the right things, who are rich in abundance, but then maybe only focus on that. It's what have I done? It are what are my good deeds? And it makes us sometimes feel less dependent on Jesus. So the moral of this piece of the story is don't be Peter in this particular instance. Don't think, yeah, Jesus, I'm, I'm your favorite. I'm your right hand man. I'm your best guy. I'm going to bring you the most fish. I'm going to do the most good works. I'm going to out give out serve everybody because that's what's going to earn me my place in the kingdom of heaven. It's not. Jesus wants you to remember the price has been paid. The gift is yours. Come to him with open hands and open hearts and receive 
that free gift. Make sure you come back tomorrow as we conclude the last couple of verses in the last chapter of the Gospel of John. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.